Welcome to another edition of the Coffee Cast with Cation and Ruben, powered by Behind the Racket. Mike Cation, Noah Ruben, and of course, don't forget our sponsors, New Balance. Go visit the new looks at newbalance.com. Our special guest this week, I get to be sitting in, in his housing this week. Uh, it might be the best housing uh, in the 2019 calendar for you. Marcos Giron, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, this is an honor. I've been listening to you guys all year. <laughs> oh, we're and excited. So, uh, so I'm excited for this. And yes, this is definitely top of the line. Andrew and Elizabeth Juge, you guys are legends. <laughs> and also can't forget the cases in Dallas or Jared and uh, uh, Heather Hiltzik. They had me in Orlando and they were great. Wow. Yeah, we can forget about that. I know. It's been very most, people, <laughs> most, most people have forgotten about <laughs> We'll give him a him. shout out. <laughs> God, we've been waiting all year for Marcus Giron. And I have to say, and Mike can attest, uh, testify to this, I don't give out compliments. And you have to be one of the nicest guys on tour. So for people that wow. don't know you, and wow. I don't give out compliments, right, Mike? I'm an asshole. He, he does not, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's funny. I was actually uh, on, on the flight with, with a couple of Brits, Liam Brody and Lloyd yeah. Glasspool today, I and we went out video. to dinner. <laughs> and I, I, was, I was saying to them that I was going to do a podcast with you. And yeah, everybody just seems to say these really positive, like they just said, yeah, he's the nicest guy in the world. And that's from the <laughs> Brits um, who never yeah. have anything nice to say. Right. Um, but, but that being said, all right, let's, let's start there. Um, how do you keep a, a good persona, a good uh, attitude, especially away from the court? Um, I don't know. I think I've always kind of been a happy-go-lucky guy. Uh, but I think it's, it's, I don't know. It's really, I, I don't know. I think it's really important to kind of have a positive outlook on things. It's really easy. There's a lot of things that can go wrong, a lot of things that can go bad. And, uh, and I think it's really important to have a good well-being throughout this whole process because I think you guys know, I mean, you know, I know better than anyone, how, what it's like playing on the tour, being on the road. And I think it comes from having a lot of, a lot of good people around you. My parents have been really supportive. My girlfriend and everybody around me has just been really supportive. Your of, girlfriend's of, all right. <laughs> at times, <laughs> at times. <laughs> and so I, I think I've I've had a really good support group, and so I'm really fortunate with that. I mean, it, it's got to have something to do with the California sunshine. I mean, whatever <laughs> they they're feeding you over there, you guys say that is the greatest place in the world. Is it? Yeah. I mean that and the taxes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with the sunshine. It has no. absolutely nothing. No. It, it's funny because um, Andrew and Elizabeth, they, they, they always ask me about when they have new potential housing. And they said, mm. tell, tell me about Marcos Giron. And I said, he's the nicest guy in the world. He's kind of laid back. He's kind of, you know, got that California vibe, though. So if, if that doesn't mesh well with you, then that's the only, no. that's the, <laughs> if that's the lone negative against you. That's not uh, bad. I mean, that's not a bad thing. Well, and hopefully, uh, hopefully I can keep that <laughs> on court. I think I, sometimes I can lose it a little bit there. So. <laughs> but, you know, and what a, a lot of people don't know, and honestly, I didn't as much, but I tried to put it out is, you know, we did the behind the rack together. You were one of my first people that I featured. And so people see this smiley guy, nice, um, will go up to you, talk to you, whatever it is. But, I mean, you've gone through so much, you know, whether it is family-related, whether it's injury-related. So, you know, it's one thing, you know, the tennis is a tough sport. It's one thing to keep your, you know, head cool during tennis. But you had a thousand other things that were thrown at you. I mean, has that made you the person you are today? Has that allowed you to see it, you know, the world a little differently and put things in perspective? I mean... How do you end up with a smile? 
I think, yeah, no, definitely. It definitely has made me the person who I am today. And I, 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 I don't know. I think that's just part of life. Everyone is going to have the ebbs and flows. And so, I don't know. I, th- I try to always kind of look at the positive things because there's so many, there are so many negative things out there. And so it can be really hard ho- holding on to every negative that is out there. And so I really try to look at the positives and, and I think I'm a re- I'm realistic and understand that things aren't always, oh, things aren't always going to go well. You know, I've had my, my time away from the court. I've had injuries. I've had, you know, relationships that are kind of been uh, a little soured and, uh, and I, but I also know that, you know, with behind the racket, it shows that everyone's got something they're going through. Everybody's got something going through. And so I think for me, it's it's just it's really all about the relationships you have with people, and if you kind of can put a smile on somebody else's face, uh, face and uh, bring good energy, and I think that's what people want. And so I don't know. That's that's kind of how I look at it, and and I understand that every everybody's going through everybody's going through something, and so I don't know. I just I, I try to be relatable, but I also try to bring a smile to other people. On the injury side, what has been the toughest moment for you in your career? For people that don't know, what have you what have you gone through that you thought at times, I don't know if I can come back to this. You know, obviously we've spoken about it, but you know, kind of just give a little backstory on what took place on the injury side of the, things. The uh, the the hardest the hardest injuries that I've had was when I had double hip surgery at the end of 2015. I had uh, hip sur- my right hip surgery on December 2015 and left hip in February of 2016. And so I was out for about nine, nine, ten months, and uh, it was tough because I really, really, I never really had injury issues go up until that point. And uh, one steady part of my whole life was having tennis. You know, about from when I was eleven, twelve to pretty much then for ten years, I the, the one constant was tennis. You know, every day I wake up, I know I'm going to go to practice. I know, you know, if there's anything that's not going to change, it's that. And so. Uh, I think going to school kind of helped put things to perspective that there there is a lot of other things out there that there are opportunities out there whether it's whatever whatever it is you want to do, go into into academics finance who knows what going to medicine and and so but this was the first time that it actually happened to me where it kind of is like you know what you might not be able to play you're not going to be able to play tennis for forever this is Kind of a, this is a finite window that we have. We've got until who knows thirty five. I mean, Fed shows that you can do it till thirty eight. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sick of him. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah, um, and so and so it was really it was really tough. I didn't really know. I don't really know what to expect to be honest. I kind of at the time I uh, I actually went and uh, became the volunteer assistant at UCLA. Was so I was kind of a part of the team there for for the season while, uh, for the Bruins. And so that was, that was a fun experience. I, I, I haven't done much coaching in the past. And so that was, that was interesting being on the other side of things. Um, can really see how hard headed we are as players. Mm. <laughs> and now we hate to listen to other people. We always think we're right. And, uh, but it, it was, um, I think for me, it was really good being on that side of things. I took, I, I took a couple more classes at UCLA, but, but I think it was really good being there at UCLA watching the guys, watching guys like Mackie, Marty, Carew, et cetera, compete. And I, I still felt like I was, I was battling out there. If I didn't have that, I'm not sure I would have had such a, you know, such an experience. I, I, who knows? But uh, I still had tennis. I was still 
I had a good, I had a good team around me. The physical therapists were good, and they always kind of kept me in, always kept me in good spirits. That was one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on. Mm-hmm. Um, not just this incredible 2019 that you've had, um, but you have a, a pretty unique perspective. One of the things that I've been talking about a lot on the podcast is the idea of a guaranteed income for mm-hmm. players. Now, you had not had that that incredible peak before mm-hmm. the injuries. Um, how did you finance yourself? How did you finance your recovery from injury? Mm-hmm. How did you finance the surgeries? Yeah. Um, how did all of that happen as a, as a player? I, I, I think yeah. you were somewhere around 350 at the time, mm-hmm. if, if memory serves. Yeah, no, um, to be honest, I was really fortunate um, that my family really supported me. Um, and so, I mean, I've been fortunate with that. Uh, they, they kind of, they've been supportive the whole time. Mm-hmm. They helped me with finances, with traveling and the surgery. And they, they've really reassured me that even during the injuries that it's okay, you know, that this is, you're injured, but we'll, we'll help you through this and make sure that you're able to get through this. And so I've been fortunate with that. And I know a lot of people don't have that. Um, so that really helped me out. And I think that it is very difficult because there is no, there is no guaranteed in- income. Right. You know, I'm not sure. I think, I don't know if there's some players out there that have the, dis- uh, you know, disability insurance, um, but that's not provided um and that's all out of pocket and i think for guys that are outside of the top you know outside of the top 100 it can be very difficult especially this time off yeah i i I think that's what i wanted to kind of get into yeah do you have an idea of of how much that cost uh the the surgeries and and what your insurance for Again, most fans have no understanding here of, of yeah. what, how the insurance and health plans work. So what, what are your insurance costs, and then do you know what the surgery costs were? Well, I mean, uh, I think the insurance, the deductible was like 7500 and then mm-hmm. plus the physical therapy, which was out of pocket. So that was – so probably by the end it was like twenty grand. But Jeez. then, you're, you know, you're talking fifteen twenty grand, plus you're not getting any income. So right. you're – it's a, just a net right. negative. Right, right. Um, and fortunately, I, had, you know, I was able to get supported, but it's not the case for many people. And it's, it's really a shame given how many good, very good players there are in the world yeah. who are not able to finance it. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a shame. I mean, it's too bad. you know, I've, I'm going through it right now. I've dealt with it before. Um, did you, were there any thoughts about whether it's giving up or, or finding a side gig? Because... You know, it's almost the mental beatdown of, okay, here I am not doing what I love. I also have no income. I don't know where to go from here. I know I'm not going to play the tennis I want to play when I get back. I mean, were there any of those kind of negative thoughts popping up? Obviously, I'm behind the racket. People talk about depression awakens out of nowhere. Um, you know, what was going through your head? Were, were you still saying this is what I want to do? Or there were, were there moments of doubt? For sure, there. I mean, there's. I think there's always moments of doubt. That, uh, moments of doubt. Jeez, can't speak right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm the, the one drinking the wine. Not you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, no, there's always moments of doubt, and especially during that time. I, but I still at that time I was. I still the only thing that I really wanted to do was play tennis. I wanted to compete in tennis, and I didn't know what I. What other thing I wanted to do? Um, what other career path? Granted, there's a lot of stuff that's very interesting, but nothing that I've, nothing like tennis where I've been a part of for 
so long. Yeah. Nothing like smacking um, a forehand you know, 700 yeah, exactly. miles per hour across court. <laughs> exactly. Like Marcos exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, it, and, it, and it's interesting, especially, especially I, I think as I get older, seeing a lot of other friends who, who stepped away from tennis and they're having a very good living, making a lot of money doing something outside of tennis. And it's just kind of interesting seeing that, how they don't necessarily have to go with the grind, the, the, the travel, being away from loved ones. Um, however, I, I don't know, I still see, but, but then I also realize how kind of fortunate we are to be able to compete for a living. Um, you know, we're able to travel and compete, and I think that's part of it is always looking at the, the, looking at the positives. What can I build on? Um, Fourth round in Wells I, yeah. is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> that really helps. cool. But, but, then I, but then there's friends that are like, you know what, I just live for the weekend. I w- go to work eight to, you know, eight to five every day. During the, half the day, I'm kind of just sitting there grinding away, doing something I don't care about that's working for a business or a company that's not for me. I'm just working for them, and they live for the weekend. And I, I don't know. I, I think that what we have is really kind of – special and uh, it, it can be tough and especially if you lose early on i know i know a year ago i lost i lost at norcal three times in a row and the qualities of challengers and i'm thinking mm. what the what am i doing you know You're what, what am swear. i if you, you want know? to say fuck you can say fuck. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what am i doing you yeah. know i left Zero i finished dollars. school in 20 you know 2014 <laughs> you win you can win six matches in three weeks against very good players and get nothing yeah. nothing in return and you're just like, still, you know, 300 in the world, which is, you can give yourself a nice pat in the back, but nothing to, literally nothing to show for it. Well, and I, I think that's, <laughs> so I was actually telling you just a couple minutes before we recorded, um, this was something you kind of told me just when we were having a private conversation last year um, about a moment you had in Los Cabos. Yeah. Uh, was, that la- was that last year or yeah, 2017? Okay, so last year in Los Cabos. Um, and it stuck with me for a while, and I'm, I'm hoping you can kind of tell it for, for the listeners as well, something that really essentially changed your career, your, your life. <laughs> well, leading up to that, I, I lost about like, I lost probably 15 matches in a row, and I was up like a set and a break. Mm. Um, so I was like, and I, and I, of course, I lost in second round of Binghamton, New York, to yeah. the eventual champion, Jay Clark. Uh, and I... <laughs> You know, I, lo- uh, I lost Thursday, and the options were either Lexington, Kentucky, or Cabo, the ATP 250. And so ended up deciding to fly out late Friday to compete on Saturday. And somehow I managed to get through qualifying, having no idea how. I was thinking, you know, Cabo, it's cool. It's a nice beach town, close to home. If I lose, <laughs> I can just go home real quick. <laughs> uh, and then next thing you know, I somehow qualify, went around, and now I get to play Juan Martin Del Potro. Who, who is top five in the world and was a former, you know, former, it, well, is a Grand Slam champion, beat the best of the best. And I just going into it, I was like, you know what would be really cool to look back on? One day uh, is beating Del Potro in a forehand rally cross court. <laughs> and so, during the, and so during, during the match, I wanted one time hit a forehand, have a forehand cross court rally and just hit it as hard as I can and see if I can beat him. And I was down a break 4-2. He was up. He was serving 4-2-15 love, and I got the opportunity. <laughs> he had a deep ball, and I had – it was kind of sitting. I was like, you know what? We'll go for it. And so I proceeded to hit, like, four of the hardest forehands I could possibly <laughs> hit. 
complete slaps. And I, you know, as Del Potro fashion, uh, Del Potro fashion just kind of unfazed, just whoa, you know, <laughs> comes back with absolutely no problem. And he, uh, I end up getting a short ball, slap it to the forehand again, and he hits a passing shot where I hit like this insane drop volley winner that was complete. I pulled it out of my ass, really. Um, and the crowd went nuts. And I played like another three insane points where I had another, it was like a 20 ball rally where I finished off with like three forehand cross courts in a row where he missed. And the crowd went insane. And the like the chair empire kind of looked at me like, like, who are you? What's, what's, <laughs> like, what, you know, what, what's going on? Um, I ended up holding, breaking. I ended up serving for the first set 5 4 after being down a break. Um, and I ended up losing the match 7 5 6 3, but it was still one of those moments that. You remember you kinda, why you're okay, out there. You know, it's like, this is special. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. Like, to, to get that, that, hot, that sense of just. It was amazing competing and being able to compete with the best in the world. And it really, it was amazing. It, you remember why you're out there and, and it, it kind of gave me motivation and uh, <laughs> hope as funny as it is. I mean, that's, that's cool and all. And, and Del Potro is like, you know, bad at tennis and everything, but <laughs> that's still, you know, it's not, it can't be as good as the tennis you played in Laguna Niguel. Oh my God. Back to back <laughs> weeks when you took me out of 15 case. And I'm like, I'm with Phil Simmons. I'm like, Phil, I'm telling you, I just, I can't win a rally on this guy. He's, he is literally putting oh the ball God. on the line. And I tell people, I told everybody, I'm like, I don't know if he could keep this up, but if he can, he's top 100. I swear to God, I've never seen anything like this in my life. <laughs> and I think you ended up getting injured after that. And so it did stop the progression. But I was like, this guy is legit back-to-back weeks. I, I couldn't do that. anything. <laughs> that, was, that was actually ludicrous stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because <laughs> from, from my perspective, Marcos, I remember back in like 2014, yeah. 15, you know, before the injuries and everything, and I just found you being like this little pest. <laughs> I, I actually used that on the air a couple of times of just saying how you were just a little pest. So, you know, you, you guys are in obviously more on the diminutive side, both of you. <laughs> you know, what, what is it? What's it like being one of those guys who has to come up with just a, a little bit extra? You know, it's... You know, it's funny. It's like, I, you know, I don't feel that small, as funny hmm. as it is, until you go and stand next to everybody else who's 6'2 and yeah. huge. Because um, Marcos is massive. That's why. Yeah, well, the, I'm, like I'm looking at these quads and calves next to me, and I feel like, God, why am I here? No, but besides that, no, um, honestly, uh, it's kind of, I've just lived with it my whole life. Hmm. I don't know anything else. It's, I've just always thought, you know, I got to be the best player that I can be, and I'm going to have to play play and compete in every single point. I'm not going to win matches by, yeah, you know, I hope to hold serve every single time, but that's realistically not how it's going to be. I know I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to fight. I'm going to have to compete, play every single point as hard, the point in as hard as I can, every single point. And you know that, <laughs> you know what that's like. It's a bullshit answer. It's a bullshit <laughs> answer. It's exhausting. It's absolutely it's exhausting. exhausting. What no, it sucks. About? That's why my body's breaking down. I slide and my body creaks like a 90-year-old house. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just watching the other day. I think there's a highlight. Opelka was serving for the match or set. He was up 5-3, love 40, and hit five ace in a row. Yeah, well, I was thinking, yeah he, I was like, I was that's my God, year. That's, that's my year. <laughs> he won a match with, I think, six return points. One, I think that's right. He oh won six God. return points. I, I, I mean, obviously for you guys, that's impossible. 
I love running it on balls. Believe me, it's what I do. I play fetch <laughs> year round. I get it, but it is exhausting. And if it you're is, not no, built you're right. like a linebacker like Yaron, where he's a wall, and you're a five foot nine Jew like me, it is a grind. Uh, it is a grind. It is. It is. So uh, you and I are sitting in in this again. We, we've been paid a lot of money to say it's incredible housing. It is, we have. Um, but I, I see Shout out there. to Jesus. What is that? Is, a, is that a PS4? It is. Um, you've got the PS4 out. Um, I understand Andrew and your coach, Evan Lee, have also been videotaping you uh, a little bit while playing. <laughs> but I am, I am fascinated by, by this, that you are, and I'm not fascinated by you, but your girlfriend, Becca, who I, yeah. I know and I, I love dearly. She's uh, an amazing young woman, but... Um, you got you guys are playing Call of Duty together, is that oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's a keeper. That's a keeper. <laughs> like wife her now. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean that's that's ridiculous. That's that's a really unique way to to have that relationship when you guys are, are away. Well, yeah, I'm no, just it's... guessing, but I, I have a feeling that Giron's like I'm not stopping. This is what I do. <laughs> so it's a she... beat them or join them kind of thing. You know what's, what's brutal is that she's got a higher KDR ratio than I do right now. Oh I don't know what God. that means. <laughs> That's so scary. <laughs> kill death ratio. Explain that to the old people. Kill death ratio. Got it. She's got a better kill to death ratio, yeah. Wow. No, we actually know that we started dating because, like, back in college uh, – we were playing Mario Kart, and that's how it all started. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you like messaged somebody that you killed in the game. Like, hey, you're awful. You suck. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. So why, this... why don't you uh, Why don't you stream your uh, Call of Duty? Um, I mean, seriously. Like, here, here's some. I actually explained this. <laughs> I ex- a must. I, I, no, I actually talked about this with Tennis Sangren a few, like, several years ago because he was playing Hearthstone. Okay. And I said, listen. If you have the opportunity to make you, – you have fans, mm. throw your Call of Duty, whatever, on Twitch, Mixer, whatever your platform mm. is, get, get subscriptions, get bits, you're going to be making extra money mm. just when you're playing Call of Duty. Why, why not? Legitimately, why not? He's not good enough. Doesn't matter. <laughs> People are still going to throw money at him. I just wanted a reaction because <laughs> he's actually this legit. This is true. This is fact. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, why not? Um, uh, you know, I, <laughs> to be honest, I just didn't think I was, I'm like that good at it. So I was, I don't know. I just didn't think about doing it realistically. I, when I go to Twitch, I think, you know, I want to watch some, like, some guy that's way better than I am at this. You know, I want to see somebody who's like, who's insane. I think it's cool though. I think Kyrgios did a few times like to get a yep. player, like a tennis player to yeah, do that. It's, it's kind of cool. And, Especially like a, a Fritz or something. Everybody else out. <laughs> well, it's, it's honestly the it's, the, it's the ability to interact. Like fans yeah. really enjoy that ability to interact. Yeah. And I mean, if you're interacting with fans as you're doing that, yeah. Like the subscriptions for you. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on top of it, like then, so, I mean, like listen, Taylor Fritz playing with fucking ninja. Oh, Fortnite? Cool. I mean, cool. are you fucking kidding me? That's pretty cool. Like, then you're, like, you're competing at the U.S. Open and Ninja's doing some, like, random mm-hmm. thing with Mixer and you're able to play with him? That'd be cool. I mean, you're I'm just right. saying. I, listen, so I'm just this. trying to be your manager for the day. <laughs> Cross-pollination in the tennis world. <laughs> <I like> it. <laughs> um, it, it, as we head into this last couple weeks, Marcos, mm-hmm. we're, just so people know, we're recording this on the Sunday night and I know you are jonesing right now to get over to watch the Packers game because I believe you have a fantasy football game that's riding on Aaron Rodgers tonight. 
as we're recording that you need 15 points and you have Rogers and Graham. Yes. You should be fine by the end of the half, Hopefully. frankly. Um, <laughs> but, but it's always interesting these last few weeks um, mm. of, of the year. And this is the first time you've had that opportunity mm. to look at top 100 yeah. uh, at, at year end. Mm -hmm. How do you kind of keep a, a good mind frame, uh, that, that positive mindset as you're heading into these last few weeks and not apply too much pressure to yourself? Um, you know, it's tough. It's, it, 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 it is interesting. I think, I don't know, I think overall this year I've kind of, because I don't know, it doesn't matter what situation you, you're in, you're always, you're always going to feel it. At, mm -hmm. To start the year, I was 308. I was one out of getting into Orlando and right. one out of getting into Columbus. And so at that time I was thinking, you know, <laughs> I'm really close to being on the transition tour and I don't know what that has in store, mm. to be honest. And so... At that time, I was, you know, backs against the wall. This is pressure, and at that, and I was able to use that as a motivation, and uh, and not as a, and, you know, not not something that brings you down. And so, I'm really kind of looking at these these few weeks as as an opportunity and using it as motivation and something to get me excited and to to try win, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, to. But the pressure is is there for sure, um, but I think it's it's. I mean, we're always playing. We're always playing with pressure, and so I, I try not to look too much at it, even though it is it is a real thing. Um, but, but I'm very excited for these last three weeks. I'm, I'm to be honest, I'm also I'm looking forward to not having. I'm looking forward to a few weeks at home and yeah. not traveling as much. But uh, that's a that's a really good problem to have. The trip to Australia. I mean, regardless of whether mm -hmm. main draw or qualies. I mean, I, I'm sure that that means something to you, especially where you were a year ago. Uh, you know, I've, I've actually never played Aussie Open, mm. and so I'm super excited. It was one of my goals to start the year. I had it written down, you know, I want to I wanna be able to play French. I want to be able to play Wimbledon. I want to be able to play U.S. This is why I play tournaments. I don't yeah. want to be playing only— But definitely not Wimbledon. You know, definitely not Wimbledon, <laughs> except for them. Screw Wimbledon. <laughs> yeah. um, but, no, I'm, I'm stoked for Australia. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. Uh, been competing for too long yeah no, you have <laughs> i'm excited to commentate a couple oh of marcos giron matches because yeah, you know so it's one thing no being on the other side and, and believe me i love running down marcus's balls but it's like i like commentating it and i like making fun of the other person that has to run down the ball now uh, here see this is let me let me just take you behind the curtain here noah's gonna do a few days yep. here doing some commentary oh, yeah. on the usta I'm pro excited. circuit stream with the approval of of the usta so noah, <laughs> noah with or does, without oh noah does have to keep things in reason here and that's eh, what that's all relative we're, we're gonna work on him so he doesn't mock you too much okay i just want to make sure that i think you know that I like to uh, I like to keep my mockery at, at a very thin margin because unless otherwise it's I, know, unless, I, I know Becca will be messaging me if I say anything too nah, negative. Nah, she's she's savage. <laughs> she the, really is. Get on the stream and she's savage. She's she no, she's she's it. good people. Um, let's get you back to the Packers game. Um, these, by the way, I, I have to tell you, no, I, I know you you were FaceTiming, but you can't really see. These are some like professional ass headphones that Marcos Giron has. Are these the has. gaming headphones? I mean, I oh mean. my! <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to end it right oh, here. Boy. Thanks for all coming oh, out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Marcos, thank you. Really yeah. appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. 
So and that uh, that does it for the Coffee Cast. Noah again will join us through the week, um, doing some commentary. We're also going to be doing some more podcasts through the week. Um, at Noah being here lessens my load on the commentary side, so I don't have to do as much prep because Noah's going to do it. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it works. He, I think he's exactly. essentially my my intern for the week. What's prep? <laughs> yeah, I've got to actually do a lot of that tonight. I've got seven matches to prepare for for the month. Um, but thank you for that. And, and Noah's going to join us all week long. Um, so we'll have lots of podcasts for you, hopefully. And until next Monday, this is Mike Cation signing off for the Coffee Cast with Cation and Ruben, powered by Behind the Record.